Hello, watermarkers. We are glad you are joining us today. My name is Gail Durr, and with me is Faith Bergaker. We will begin today by reading from 2 Corinthians 3, verses 12 through 18 from the New Living Translation. It says, Since this new covenant gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. We are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face, so the people of Israel would not see the glory fading. But the people's minds were hardened, and even to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, a veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today, when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil, and they do not understand. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, then the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, He gives freedom. And all of us have had that veil removed, so that we can be mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. And as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like Him and reflect His glory even more. Okay, Faith. Here we have from yesterday information about the Old Covenant and now the New Covenant. The Old Covenant with Moses, which leads to condemnation, and the New Covenant, which makes us righteous with our belief in Jesus. What a joy to have this New Covenant, which is why Paul had said, How much more glorious is this New Covenant? As we go on, Paul talks about the veil covering the people's minds, and this veil can only be removed by believing in Christ. Faith, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I'm certain that we all have people in our lives who don't believe in God, who think that Christianity is foolishness, or maybe confess that they believe, but their lives give no evidence of their faith. These people's minds are hardened to the truth. They've been calloused by lies of the devil. And according to this passage of Scripture, a veil covers their minds so that they cannot understand the truth. But the good news is that this veil can and will be removed when someone turns to the Lord. The Lord is the Holy Spirit who works in hearts to draw unbelievers to himself. Removing the veil, bringing freedom, and revealing the glory of the Lord. And the Spirit then works in us to make us more and more like himself and to reflect his glory. So, Gail, have you seen this transformation in your own life or in the life of someone else? You know, I definitely have experienced this in my own life uh, and realized the freedom that I've experienced, and it's a journey. But also, I have observed it in a more radical way in my friend's husband, who grew up in a Christian home, but did not live his life as a follower of Christ. He lived what I would say, after reading this, under the Old Covenant, with rules and not a personal relationship with Jesus. His heart was hardened to Jesus and had a life where he was only interested in what he thought was best for him. They ended up living separate for six years because of choices he made. He then started to gradually feel his life was a lie. He joined a Bible study. He then went for counseling. He met with Christian men and pastors. On his journey, he realized he did not have a relationship with Jesus and gave his life to him. This definitely is a journey. He had good days and difficult ones, just working with restoring himself to his family and surrendering his life. 
His veil was lifted, and the Holy Spirit filled him to have a strong faith. And he ended up having a very strong boldness as he began sharing his story with many. So, Faith, what else got your attention in this passage? Well, I'm glad you asked, Gail. (laughs) What caught my attention when I first read this passage was the very first verse, verse 12, which says, This new covenant gives us such confidence we can be very bold. This is similar to one of my favorite verses that I have framed and sitting where I can see it daily. That's 2 Timothy 1.7, which says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. The Holy Spirit is responsible for working in hearts and drawing the lost to himself. But we as believers are tasked with sharing truth and reflecting the glory of God to the unbelievers around us. This is a pretty solemn responsibility when you come to think about it. But as Acts 1 verse 8 says, When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power and will tell people about me everywhere. So we're not trying to do this in our own strength. And also the disciples claim that, As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. I love that phrase. We cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Uh, To me, that's pretty convicting. So, undoubtedly, we all have seen and felt the Holy Spirit at work in one way or another in our lives, giving us the right words at the right time, the ability to have a difficult conversation with someone that we never thought we could, to send a timely note or text, to encourage or bless or pray for a person who has been a thorn in our side. So... We can truly rely on the Holy Spirit to give us the boldness necessary to impact the lives of the lost in our sphere of influence. This has been a challenge for me, to be aware of the Holy Spirit, knowing when thoughts and ideas are truly from Him, and then being obedient to Him, surrendering my plan and my will to Him. Yeah, that is really hard (laughs) that we continually surrender our plan and his will. Also, along with that challenge is uh, the challenge to become more and more like him, reflecting his glory wherever I go. It's such a beautiful thing to observe people who sincerely excel at reflecting God's glory to the lost. Mm-hmm. Good example of that is my friend Gail. Hmm. And you see, a smile uh, forms on people's faces and a softer spirit emerges. But more importantly, they are drawn to God. These are such great thoughts, Faith. The idea of becoming more and more like Jesus. I loved Steve's teaching this past Sunday and him talking about we become what we behold. Again, that was pretty convicting. To set our minds on Jesus, to focus on him. And when we do that, we reflect more of the glory of God. He also mentioned seeing the glory of God in others with unveiled faces. I think this was the experience that I had when I was in Ethiopia this past November. It wasn't until I heard the teaching this past Sunday that I could explain what took place. I felt like I saw the face of Jesus when I looked at all the kids who were singing and smiling during the worship time in Shoni Gurbe. I kept desiring to look at them, and now I realize I was seeing the glory of God there. I was overwhelmed by his presence in this way. 
transformation. It's such a process. I think of when I was 11 years old and when I began that. That's lots of years until now. Some years there's more growth than others. Some years I took a few step back, steps backwards, but yet with the Holy Spirit's help and a continuing surrender of my life, I desire to be more like Jesus and to live in freedom and trusting that I reflect his glory. In closing, I used to have a mirror that was a keychain. I don't know if our kids remember it or not. I asked Dave, and he does. But if they did remember, they probably wondered about me and said, oh boy, there goes mom. It said on it, are you reflecting Jesus today? I think that's probably a good question to ask ourselves in closing, along with a few others. Has the veil been removed in my life? Have I surrendered my life to Jesus? Do I have the confidence to share with others? Am I becoming more and more like Jesus? And do I reflect God's glory in my life? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this teaching in 2 Corinthians. We are broken just like they were. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who gives us freedom and empowers us to be transformed. Our desire is to be changed and to live for you. May we see your glory in others, and may others see your glory in us. We love you. Amen. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us.